why don't you get some rest, Romeo? I can't decide on who to ask you the movies tonight. I bet it isn't me. Don't be so sure. Colonel, how'd you like a delicious cup of coffee? I'd love it. Me too. This stuff stinks. Oh. You could have called. Mother and I were worried sick. Dad, shut up. <laughs> they say absence makes the heart grow fonder, but I think that's a lot of buffalo bagels. strangle somebody for you. I don't mind auditioning. A person of your choice? Some other time. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me, as always, Simon. <laughs> Gentlemen. <laughs> Today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 19, Hanky Panky. It's the 116th episode overall, directed by Gene Reynolds, written by Gene Reynolds, originally aired on February 1st, 1977, and the production code is U822. Stars out tonight. No, they're not. I don't know if it's cloudy or bright. Cloudy. Because I only have eyes. Clamp. 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 Sorry, Doctor. For you, dear. You seem preoccupied, Donovan. Is anything wrong? No, nothing. Thank you. If it's me, I can always move to another war. Clamp. Oh, you pipe down, Pierce. We're working over here. The way they were doing over here, playing hearts. Oh, you're always looking for a fight. Well, I've certainly come to the right place, suit you. I don't mind singing in the OR. I'm liable to bust out myself any minute. Oh, go right ahead, Colonel. It'll do your old heart, middle-aged heart, good, sir. <laughs> you certainly have a winning way, Junior. Colonel, I wonder if you could help me with a problem. Well, I hope so. I haven't received a letter from my fiancé in four days. You want me to write you one? Not much I can do, Major. Maybe Penobscot's busy. Yeah, learning to write. I'll ignore that jealousy-inspired wisecrack. Has anybody been getting mail? Suits you. I've been getting some fan mail from North Korea. They want me to play Pam Munjan after the war. Peace talks are playing there now. It's a tough act to follow. Oh, I got mail. I got a wonderful letter from my old Sunday school teacher. Tell us about it, and I'll step on your foot. I'm worried about Donald. He works so hard. Maybe he strained himself thinking. Don't you wish. He has a mind like a steel trap. That could be dangerous. If he gets an idea, he'll snap his neck and swallow his face. Plot summary for this episode. Uh, Lieutenant Cammy Donovan is having marital problems. She received a Dear Jane letter, but she would rather discuss her problems with BJ than Hawkeye. Poor Margaret is very worried because she has not received a letter from Donald. When she learns her fiancé is in the hospital, she's manic trying to find out what happened to him. BJ spends the night with Donovan and is so guilt-ridden he wants to write home and confess his sins. Poor girl's gone bonkers. Who, Donovan? Yeah, she turned down the chance to hold hands with me in the flicks tonight. Oh, somebody should look back and want to pound her head on a rock. She actually helping you out in post-op? Is that so crazy? You two got the mutual irresistibles for each other? <laughs> come on. Tell me, who's the most devoted family man in the world? Mickey Rooney. Who gets an A in fidelity? RCA Victor. No, you, both times. Uh -huh. So how come she turns down a date with Dr. Jekyll to go work in the lab with Mr. Hyde? She's helping me with some cases. I could use a little of that kind of help myself. Hawk, her husband's back in the States and uh, their marriage is in trouble. Gee, I can't understand why. They're only 12,000 miles apart. She's really upset about it and works good therapy. Are you sure there's nothing going on between you two kids? Honest. A little hanky-panky after taps? 
Scout's honor. Before? No. During? I'm happily married. Oh, yeah? I thought that was a contradiction in terms. All right, for guest stars, we have Anne Sweeney, who plays Nurse Carrie Donovan. This is the first of two appearances of Anne, both as Donovan. Uh, and the Kelly Nakahara is back, of course, as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. Yay. You know, when you're hurting, sometimes it helps to talk about it. My wife bottles things up, keeps everything inside. So I get in her way in the kitchen. I keep nudging her until she gets sore enough to swing at me. And out it comes. Anger, tears, the problem, everything. Must be a good husband. Yeah, but we miss a lot of dinners. <laughs> Would you like to talk about it? No, thanks. Just like Peggy, stubborn. I'll meet you in the kitchen. You can cork me two good ones. <laughs> to be honest, I'd like to talk. But not here. Someplace where we wouldn't be interrupted. How about Guam? How about my tent? I wouldn't do. Why not? Well, it wouldn't look right. People might get the wrong idea. You want to talk in your tent? We'll talk in your tent. After I'm finished here, I'll stop by. Thanks, BJ. No problem. Now beat it. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. You want to start us off, Meds? Yeah, I out of 10 for me on this one. I love it. I think it's fantastic. One, because of uh, Mark Farrell's acting. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's so good. And it's also it's also the first time we see um, somebody have... Uh, I don't like to use the word affair in this because it's not an affair. It's not a continuation. It's a, it's a moment of discrepancy, although yes. not... not you know, we've said it many times, we don't need to go into it again. But it's the first time that we see this and we see guilt. We see somebody who, it can happen to all of us, mm-hmm. and we've said it before in these going, but whenever we see somebody copping off with somebody else when they're married, it's always because they want to yes. or because it's it's like, ah, well, yeah, everyone they else They don't care. It. This is a moment because he's looking after somebody and he's making her feel better and things just get a little bit carried away. And although it's not acceptable and he knows that, this is the first time that you see somebody truly, truly guilty, you know, feeling guilty feeling about guilty, something yeah. he's done. And the way that um, BJ explains it to Hawkeye and also the way Hawkeye helps him out by one, he screws the letter up because he's, he's totally right. A lot of people think that telling their partner about something they've done is is the right thing to do when in in essence it's not because mm-hmm. you're putting that guilt and you're trying to relieve that guilt from you but you're hurting somebody else right? yeah you've got to live with that consequence and he does and i i think it's so nice the fact that you know because it's, it would be easy for him to do that and then for us to go ah he's falling into the trapper category you know mm-hmm. he doesn't he keeps that dignity there and we and we see that all the way through with bj how hard it gets to him especially in like radar sees his child and his child thinks that that's his you know her dad mm-hmm. later on of course um and and i love that character building of bj i think it's i think it's really good uh, again and, and great comedy from gary Berghoff in this episode um i think those two really shine i think donovan's a great character and i, I would like to have seen her in more in the series but i suppose <clears throat> they didn't want this to be a continuation where you'd be thinking are they going to do it again uh, yeah so a uh, good reason why but no i, I think this is a, a cracker of an episode it's it's really good yeah you know i i really enjoyed the episode i gave it eight out of ten um but for me it was hard because you know i, I love bj and i love his fidelity and i love that he's loves his wife and he doesn't cheat like you know all the other guys there 
but I understand you made some great points. You know, he 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 truly loves his wife. He truly misses his wife, and he had that one vulnerable moment with this other woman that he's attracted to. But you know, and it it happens, and it's unfortunate. But you know, and I like the fact that he is guilt ridden by it. You know, yeah. like you said, he's not just letting it. You know wash off his shoulders he's actually worried he's actually writing his wife to, to confess yeah because you know so i did like that i did have one question is sparky always available because <laughs> i mean when margaret comes in and wants radar to call uh you know for donald to call the hospital it's like i don't know what time it is in the morning it seems like to, it's like two three in the morning and he calls up sparky sparky always seems to be there I think Sparky, though, is, is the exact same as Radar, where the fact he sleeps where the radio control is. Yeah. So it's the equivalent where if, if Mash get a call, Radar's there straight away to answer it. Yeah. So I, I almost think that Sparky's... You could imagine Sparky looking exactly like Radar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I really... I thought the kiss with Radar and Margaret was hilarious. Yeah. And Potter's reaction to it. Yeah, and and I love the way that uh, uh, Radar, when they all walk out of the room, he just kind of like tastes his lips like. Yep, yep, <laughs> that was really, very good. And I was wondering, why does Donovan have her own tent? She was she's not a doctor. No. She she wore a white coat when all the other nurses were wearing just regular greens. Oh, that's a point. But I was like, but she's not a doctor because there were no women doctors. They were all nurses. That's I'm assuming. But she also yeah. said, "Come back to my tent." And I'm like, "Well, there's other four girls there. All the other nurses are there." She maybe she's like a um, at the equivalent of Margaret. Uh, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. she's also she's like a major, a little so. higher ranks. Yeah. Because let's face it, Margaret's. Margaret appears to be all the time on shift. You're right, and, and Margaret she, normally yeah. wears a white jacket as well. Yeah, and we do know that there are there are two shifts. We yeah. do know that there's a, another shift that goes on. Yeah, the unseen um, shift. The, the unseen shift, yeah. yeah so it's not the That's true. Decks. I just was wondering, because, I mean, when she's like, come back to my tent, or, you know, and I was like, well, why does she ever... But that makes sense. If she is another major nurse, yeah. you know, in charge of night shift or another shift, that would make sense. And very cool. All right, there we go. We answered my question. Um... <laughs> Uh, awkward moment with Hawkeye, BJ, John. Oh, yeah, I really liked when, uh, you know, when uh, Hawkeye was just kind of ribbing BJ. And then Donovan comes in and sits down during the mess tent. And it's just kind of just awkward moment. And and Hawkeye keeps putting his foot in his mouth over and over and over. Good morning. Good morning. Donovan, you look like a new woman. Not that there's anything wrong with the old one. Thanks, I feel better. Well, why shouldn't we all feel good? Our work is so rewarding. Always lending a helping hand, doing unto others. <laughs> Hawk, your mouth runneth over. I'm just teasing. I mean, uh, do I know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, I don't mean it. Should I go? Just stop talking. I will as soon as I get my foot out of my mouth. I think I'll put it someplace else. Ah, I'm being paged at the pool. Well, you two carry on. <laughs> Strike that. This is me leaving. Here I go. Bye. Come on. Yeah, but he, he just keeps going, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, keeps, and he's trying not to. I mean, he's realizing what he's doing, but he just keeps doing it. <laughs> uh, which I thought was hilarious. I really enjoyed the A story again, and I thought the B story was a little weaker. 
Yeah. Um, wasn't as much of into the B story as much as I was the A story. Yeah, I don't think you needed the B story, but I suppose the B story does carry on. And it's just, so. yeah, it's something for the other characters to do. You yeah. know, they have to give them something. I thought, again, Frank being in love with Margaret and trying to make out with her. Thank you, Frank. I hope we can always be friends. Oh, why not? I'm always ready if you need me. I appreciate that, and I'm really anxious for you to meet Donald. I think about you and here and me just across the compound. I think about the good times we had, Margaret. <laughs> I'll never forget him. Neither will I. Frank. A lot of people knocked this war, but I can't. It gave me you. Oh, thank you. Our friendship is real, Margaret. It's warm. It's honest. It's convenient. Frank! I'm doing my best, Margaret. But it's not enough. I can't stand it anymore. Hey, stop it! Oh, now hold on yourself! Not me, you! Let go of me! Ow. You! And I was like, oh, come on, we already did this. He got over it, you know, and there, it's just the whole regression of Frank. I really do understand why Larry Limbaugh really wanted to leave. Yeah. Because Frank isn't doing anything new. He's doing his old things again. Yeah, it's just easy paycheck, isn't it, now? Unfortunately, yeah, mm. yeah. And then the final scene with Margaret I thought was really funny. <laughs> so, I mean, overall, it was it was a really enjoyable enjoyable episode had a lot of heart to it with the whole bj story you know and and, and there's repercussions from this you know this oh, doesn't yeah. leave this is always gonna be part of the bj character now so i do like that aspect of it how do you feel terrible you want to talk about no. it? nothing like an old fink to tell your troubles to i don't want to talk about it come on pour your heart out i'm a doctor i can fix it you're looking at a guy that fell off the fidelity wagon. I thought I heard a thump sometime last night. I'm miserable. I'm a happily married man. Not like Frank Burns is happy because his wife owns real estate. I adore my wife and my kid and my marriage. I know. I don't like being unfaithful. I'm not looking around. I'm lucky to have what I've got. You're right. You are lucky. God help me. B.J., you stumbled last night, that's all. You were helping somebody and it got out of hand. You made a mistake. I sure did. What's that? I'm writing Peg about it. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Don't be an idiot. You made one lousy goof and you want to punish yourself, but don't punish her. Do not tell Peg. Don't tell anybody what you just told me. This will pass. Like a kidney stone. Simply take a vow. Raise your right hand. Come on, come on. I promise to be a good and faithful husband, to write nice, cheerful letters home, to think of Peg often, and to keep my fat hands off Nurse Donovan. Do you vow? I vow. I feel better about you already. Thanks. My pleasure. There's probably a career for me in saving marriages. You know, I'm going to take a vow, too. Good for you. I, Hawkeye Pierce, vow that someday I will take a vow just like his. Amen. But right now, I'm a little late for a very important date. No time to say hello, goodbye. I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I think Meds has our first one. I do, yes. Uh, Hawkeye says, I'm late for a very important date. No time to say goodbye. Hello, I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. He's from Alice in Wonderland, 1951. I like that. That was a good quote. Yeah. Uh, did you notice in one of the scenes where BJ exits the mess hall, when he leaves the hall, he just stands outside the door, assuming he's off screen? I, yeah, I did see that. But I, 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 if you look closely, um, it looks like he's emptying his. That's um, what I tray. thought as well when yeah, I saw. I, that. I think he's emptying his tray. It does stand there for quite a while, but 
Um, he's kind of like to me. He's empty in his tray, probably yeah. just wondering what's going on. So yeah, yeah. I think we can accept that one a little bit. I think. <laughs> um, this, this episode marks the first time that BJ contemplates having an affair with another woman. The second time will be in the episode the war corresponded. That's a good one too. Mm. Yeah. Mulcahy did not appear in this episode, and there's a really interesting reason why, which I will let you guys know in the next episode. <laughs> uh, when Donovan turns down Hawkeye for a date, he tells her that she's turning down a date with the Porfirio Rubirosa of, oh, this is going to be a long word to say, Wijongbu. <laughs> That sticker clipping there, Kenny. Hawkeye is referring to the former Dominican diplomat and legendary playboy Ribuiso, who was married five times and had affairs with many women, most of them famous. Mm. There we go. Fair play. I know how you feel. You feel guilty. But you're blaming me. No, I'm not. I'm blaming myself. Only partly. Look, I get your anger every time I come near you. I don't need it. Carrie, I'm sorry, but you know what happened? I got this enormous attack of the guilts. I've never done that before. I'm hopelessly, passionately in love with my wife. What's wrong with that? I don't want to mess that up. I feel like I've betrayed her. Why? Because you were kind and considerate and sweet to me? Because I was in despair one night and you helped me through it? Are you ashamed of it? No, of course not, but there was more to it than that. We didn't plan that. We're still human beings, you know, no matter how hard we try not to be. Yes, I know. And I'm still afraid. Of what? Of you. Because you're right here. And you're so attractive and so close. So vulnerable. Yes. You don't trust yourself. <laughs> BJ, just because I'm across the compound doesn't mean you can waltz into my tent whenever you want to. I needed you that night. You were there. I'll always love you for that. Doesn't mean it's ever going to happen again. I can work out my own problem. I don't expect you to be the answer to it. Does that make it easier? Yes. And no. We can be friends. Yes, we can. Closer than most. Still friends. Gary. Very special. I like you too. Back to work, friend. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Meds. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. We both gave it an 8 out of 10, so we both really enjoyed it. Really good A story, really good BJ moments. Um, but yeah, very, very cool. All right, well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Hello? Hello? L- Lieutenant Donald Colonel Penobscot? Uh, yes, ma'am.
individual man called. Kevin. Thank Rada. Donald! Margaret! How are you? Oh, darling, I've been worried sick. I was just saying, I... Colonel Corporal, may I make my call in private, please? Certainly. Sure. Donald, how are you? Darling, what's happened to you? Oh, no! No! Colonel, Colonel, come back in here, please! What is it, ma'am? It's Donald. He's hurt himself. A hernia doing the rope climb on the obstacle course. Donald, you're always training so hard. Colonel, request permission to go to him, please. We're very busy, Major. But he has a hernia operation. We need you here. He won't let me go. It's a stupid war. She's right. It's the war. Colonel, Corporal, may I complete my call in private, please? Certainly. Sure. He'll be out of action for about four weeks, Major. Never mind. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programmes and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Okay, <clears throat> okay he did not peer... Mm. Uh, can you say hanky-panky again? Because that was really good. <laughs> hanky-panky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very nice. <laughs> okay, uh...